And we are here. We are here. Yes. So last week we hit you with two of our favorite, personal favorite Patreon episodes. It is the Gara character study, our second ever review, and the Trapped in the Dating Sim uh, TV series review, which was so funny. Uh, just looking back at it, but we were we originally were going to record something that was so out of pocket, but our recording system completely broke down. And so two people, well, two types of people are going to get off the hook. So. Intro- extroverts got off the hook and then apple got off the hook because we both went on in that but what's not getting off the hook is being thirsty <laughs> so Mitch, do you want to get on to that one all right all right so here we go all right so let me let me talk about the thirst the thirsty people in the crowd uh, everybody who uh been you know so the, there's a a, pr- a common problem that's been happening in these these laden streets. Unfortunately, uh, we fortunately due to us being a great podcast, we got hit with it. Essentially, you know there there have been multiple offers for collabs lately, but unfortunately, but like me being well, me I get I can tell when things start getting sketch, and unfortunately, my dear co-host he also had the. The red flag vibes in, on we were on the same wavelength as we t- typically always do, because this person was or whoever this person was rapping was trying way too hard, my guy. You you were doing too much, like, and I you could tell that it was something very thirsty because it was it went along the line. Like they sent we had sent a link to our podcast, you know, like hey, here's like an episode that we have. Bro. And, and then within a five minutes, they said, "Oh, this was a great podcast." I'm like, "Um, excuse me, how?" There's like, there's no way you listen to it. <laughs> like how? Like how, how are you able to condense like an hour worth of just one episode down to five minutes? Hold on, this are you are you God? <laughs> are you <laughs> Barry are you, Allen? Yeah, are you Barry Allen? Are you uh Doctor Manhattan? Like do you? Does does time just not exist with you that you're able? Are you in the hyperbolic time chamber? Like what what is this? Like that that was red flag number one. And then yet yet every time like we we kept getting sketched, you know we we take longer and longer to respond, you know. But then he go they go like please please give us a chance, give us a chance please. I'm like oh whoa 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 there water, calm calm down calm down. So my because so essentially what I'm saying is. To all the thirsty people out there in chat, this doesn't just involve those who are trying to get with women or guys or whatever your sexual preference is, but also just you you try just people trying to do too much, you know. Calm calm that right down, cause uh, yeah you, you ain't getting any hits otherwise. I'm right. I'm just saying that right now. Right, it wasn't even a collab. It was like us paying them to promote the podcast, and it was just like chill out like we were actually considering it but like every time we looked at it it's just like message 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 and it's just like bro chill like please uh so yeah that they hit the block button and speaking of which on twitter we got all these like bots following us so i had to go through like a whole entire just like block spree yesterday because it's like it's not even real woman like i was looking at it i was like you don't even look like a real human being <laughs> like this is ridiculous and like yeah what you were saying like going after people Last week, I was going to go more in depth about like these two old ladies that hit on me. But I ain't going to do that today. So, yo. So, 
I'm not going to do it today. If it was last week, I would have went full in depth. It was, it was, it was out of pocket. So we're just going to proceed. So I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meech Meech presents Flirt City Podcast. So this podcast is going to go against the grain. Um, we both watched Avatar The Way of Water. This was the first, this is the first week that Meech has seen either of the two uh, Avatar movies. So the first one and then the sequel, obviously. So we're going to give our honest opinions about this because, again, we have thoughts and it might be different than a lot of other people's. So I had some time to cool down on it. Uh, but before we get to all of that, let's hit you with the legal Spiegel. All right. So this required legal Spiegel is going to go like this. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever any way shape or form your discretion is a thousand percent advised so can you do the thoughts and opinions part just one more time all right all right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay for those people in the back right <laughs> our thoughts and opinions are strictly without a doubt no holds barred our own there will be no embellishing here. There will be no types of uh, pandering to the crowd. There's none of that whatsoever. It is my opinion. It is his opinion. This is a country based on free speech. So we get to go at it however we see fit. So your discretion, I once again want to reiterate, is highly, verily, a hundred percent, a million percent advice, my guy. All right, but so let's get to it. Um, first, we're gonna hit you with the what's hot. Um, this we're recording this on a Sunday, uh, post Avatar: Way of Water. So we're gonna cover as much as we can, uh, obviously because it's a review, so it's a bigger episode. So what you got? All right, so let me go ahead and get this this part out of the way. Uh, just finished watching the World Cup, my guy. And as such, Lionel Messi and Argentina then clutched it out the bag. Go. France then, uh, France put up a good fight. Mbappe, he, he carried the whole team on his back like Isagi. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, it was not enough. Lionel Messi. He used the true egoist. And Argentina is the one. They they truly escaped Blue Lock and are the goats. And and as Gwyneth Paltrow told Tony Stark at the end of Endgame, you can finally rest now. And I'm just saying, Lionel Messi, uh, if you are somehow are listening, don't pull a Tom Brady. Your your family ain't worth it. Your pride ain't worth it. I'm just saying. Oh, is it really one of these episodes? Listen, it already is one of these episodes. Did I, did I not repeat the legal spiegel twice? All right. Keep but, going, man. All right. All right. So let's see. What's what's after that? Okay. In the comic sphere, right? 
you have the Marvel event known as Dark Web that that just kicked off. You know, the first four issue, well, for the first main issue, and then the Amazing Spider-Man, the X-Men tie-in came out, and I gotta say, hey, I'm semi liking it. I I kind of hate what's happening to to one of, to two of my boys in the in the in the comic but hey i'll uh i'll i'll get over it and i just hope to see things go right back as rain at the end of it and that it's not permanent because you know status quo is god but uh also at the time that you are hearing this vanish issue number four by the goats will be out i already read it and it is hot fire sir like the the amount of art that that is on display is is beyond me it's beyond human comprehension. I, I don't know what else to tell you. And also, if you know, Batman Spawn dropped. You already know how I feel about Spawn, so I had to get it. I had to get the story. It was it was hot. It was fire, my guy. So if you have any recommendation, just go ahead. Get that Vanish number four. Get some dark web in there. Get that I am Batman, because that's, that's by a brother. John Ridley. It's mm. about Black Batman. Come on now. That the newest issue dropped. But what also dropped is the newest Miles Morales comic. Praise be to Cody Ziggler. Cause he didn't drop some heat with, with Miles Morales. Make me feel some type of way. Just and it came out just in time as we got the trailer to into across the Spider-Verse. Yes, that was one that I was gonna mention, which I thought it was gonna go one way, because I thought it was gonna go with like um not Morbius, it's like Mobius or like one of, it's like from what, yeah, one of Moreland, Moreland right? Yes. Um, the ones that like, they suck the totem from mm-hmm. the people. So I thought it was going to go that way, just based on how they teased the ending of it. But according to that trailer, it might be going in a completely different direction. Oh, 100%. And all I gotta say is, uh, hey, Miles, better watch out. And I had actually like rewatched that trailer so many times just to try to identify as many spiders oh. I could. And I got 44 of them so far. So uh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, so, so I'm kind of on one right now. The, the cast for it is amazing. So I can't wait. It was supposed to come out this year, but just crossing our fingers that we get to June 2023. Yeah, but but can can we just take a moment and talk about Issa Rae's uh, Spider-Woman? Yes, that's the one. Because, good God almighty! That's definitely different than how it's uh, usually interpreted as Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. She... Mm. <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I need to take a moment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But she, she looks amazing. She looked dope. Reminds me a lot of Misty Knight, you know. But... Right. Well, see, yeah, the fro in the um <clears throat> motorcycle. Speaking yep. of staying in the uh, Spider Verse, did you hear about Donald Glover? Yes, I did. So that's gonna be dope. He is uh in works creating a movie about. It's kind of like a I don't want to say off brand Spider Man villain, but not one of the more popular ones. If you want to kind of touch on that. <laughs> Oh, nah. Oh, nah. This is all the way off. Okay, so Hypno Hustler is uh, racism personified, all right? <laughs> because Hypno Hustler, he, he a black man in, like, the disco era. He talks jive. He, he basically is a whole caricature on, you know, on black exploitation on that era of film. 
and his power is that his music can hypnotize people and he mostly uses his own women. Um Oh nah, nah, this this went the exact opposite way of how I was expecting it. Oh no. Bro, we not having a part two to season two. Oh no. Oh no. This episode and the next one. Oh no, we ain't making it. We ain't making it. Okay, okay. Now let's 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 just get off that train. All right. Let's All right, get off so that. do we want to go with depressing or happy? Let's start. Let's 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 get on to Happy for a little bit. Okay, and some fire news. Spy Family confirmed season two and a movie. Whoa! Spy Family, one of the best animes to come out in 2022. Very hyped for it. Uh, the fact that they have not only a season two, but a movie, absolutely incredible. Um, it's wrapping up its uh, first season run. Absolutely fire. Another mm-hmm. one, um, Black clover trailer for their movie that's coming out on netflix that's going to be fire i don't know where it is canon wise just because it has characters in it that weren't uh that shouldn't be in it based on how the how the the, uh after the series wrapped up so okay not spoiler alert yeah yes (laughs) so just even going with that my hero academia i i texted you about it and i was just like oh my gosh i can't believe what happened happened and just yeah. oh my gosh indeed i was leaping out of my seat because i was so shocked by it and okay so transitioning to well it, viewer may vary but the barbie trailer came out so whoever's <laughs> hype about that I'll, I'll just leave that there now to the depressing news dc is fumbling the bag even more <laughs> So, uh, to all of our DC fans that listen to, well, that watch Black Adam, that heard our review, one of the hypest moments was the Henry Cavill return, Cavill return. And that's not happening. Um, so, they announced that, uh, James Gunn and Saffron announced that they're going to go in a different direction with a younger Superman and just kind of tell that story. So, Henry is out as Superman but he's more than free to uh, just kind of work as a different character. I believe that's what Jason Momoa is going to do because he wants to play Lobo, which is a really cool character. So that'll be fun to explore that. But for this, it's just so frustrating because this is what I'm saying. DC puts out good movies. Their PR is terrible. And like management of that whole thing is terrible because you make everybody in this situation at least in the short term, look stupid because um, James Gunn, Peter Safran, they can, and whoever gets hired as Superman in the future, they have to deal with the backlash of, oh, you're not Henry Cavill. You're not Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill was literally told by DC Studios to announce that he is back as Superman. They told him to do this and he announced it. Now he looks dumb because you told me to do this and now I'm out. So now I have to explain that I'm out. You make The Rock who may or may not be Black Adam in the future, we don't know, looks stupid because The Rock fought so hard for this Black Adam movie. He fought so hard for Henry Cavill to be as Superman in the ending. And then it's just like, oh, no, he can't even be in it because that's not where we're going. And then DC, again, as a studio, you look like you have no clue what you're doing in the short term. And like the 10-year plan could be amazing, but the PR is so bad and like mismanaged, which is like, I don't get how there's such a disconnect between that. 
Oh, and and let's not also talk about how Henry Cavill had to step down from The Witcher. Yes. And because and because for the role of Superman, and now that he lost the role of Superman, he can't go back to Witcher because they, they literally announced who it, it was. Yeah. Oh, and they filmed it. Yeah. Well, there you go. And more uh, to mention um, with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman three. That was in the, she, oh yeah that that ain't happening anymore because she had to because nobody knows what's going on and instead of just being like hey. We don't know what's going to happen until James Gunn and Peter Safran tell us what's going to happen. Stop speculating it. They just like let it go. So then rumors persist. So she had to go on Twitter and announce like what's actually happening because like uh, a lot of like just lies happening and stuff like that. So now she looks bad because they kind of made it look like, oh, she didn't want to work with DC. Um, But that's not the case. And then that's the reason that rogue squadron which we talked about in our episode that pushed back and canceled is because she was going to work on wonder woman 3 so again it's like we don't know what's happening so like i know there's two movies that are definitely well maybe coming up but like with shazam and then the flash they literally should have just waited for flashpoint to happen and then with flashpoint it's like okay we're resetting we're not having another movie joker is technically not canon to the dc universe we're not having another movie until flashpoint comes out and we figure out what our 10-year plan is and nothing else is getting announced no movies are getting confirmed and that's what they should have done are we certain that the flash movie's still happening i mean are we certain that's still happening anymore i mean they put ezra miller in space right now so that they can't you know cause any calamity (laughs) so and I don't even know anymore if that's even still happening, but uh, but oh wait, I think it is because of the fact they just confirmed that Gal Gadot's cameo in that movie got cut, and so did Henry Cavell's. So again, just fumbling the bag. Yep, uh, Warner Bros. DC. Uh, yeah, y'all didn't y'all didn't mess up. I mean, we gave y'all the plan. We gave y'all the. The blueprints. They were following it too. (laughs) Yes, and y'all are following the blueprint. Well, what happened? Oh, I know what happened. Hollywood happened. This is this is bad. So with that, I don't have anything else besides you. No, no, I'm (laughs) done. So let's keep this gravy train rolling. Um, so we're just gonna have this main portion one today. With that, if you have not seen Avatar: The Way of Water or the first Avatar movie. We suggest that you uh, watch that and then come back and listen. Or if you just want to kind of hear what we have to uh, talk about later, you can skip forward into it. Uh, So going from there, we're now going to go into our deep dive and recap of Avatar, The Way of Water. All right. So do you want to recap it or give your opinion first? Let's see what which one's gonna get me canceled first. Uh, know what the let's let's get the recap in. Let's okay. let's just rip that band aid right on off. All right, so I'm not too sure about time frames or whatever, but um, if you've seen the last Avatar movie, it more or less picks up there. So Jake, uh, I'm, I will be referring to Jake as his Christian name, Jake Sully, not the Avatar name, <laughs> so, uh, just for simplicity's sake. So him and his wife Natiri. Uh, they get together, they have a breed of kids. So they essentially have 
They have four total kids. Their third child, the first daughter, ends up being um, not a clone, but born from Sigourney Weaver's uh, avatar. Um, so she's she's not a test tube baby, but she's kind of like don't know who her parents are except for her mom. So they end up having four kids. Time kind of expands. Uh, Jake is kind of giving the uh, overview of just kind of what's been happening. And at the time, the star people who are the humans from Earth, they leave. But at a certain time, so let's just say 13 years later, um, they all come back and they come back with a vengeance, which was a really cool thing. Yes, they came back. And so it's like the stars in the sky were actually their ships burned down a good portion of the forest. So it caused a lot of the people, the forest avatars to flee. And so they ended up going, just hiding out in these kind of sky rock castle overviews and hitting hard at it. So that's kind of where we pick up with that. Uh, So it then fast forwards a year later, Jake is essentially just like leading a resistance or just kind of like rogue guerrilla tactics, hitting them every now and then. Rebel Alliance. (laughs) Yes. So with that, he's hitting... We see that his sons, um, one of them is very hard headed, um, almost gets his older brother killed just from a lot of disobedience, which is a recurring theme. And then with that, it's a successful mission. We flip to the other side with the star people, humans. And what I really like, this was a cool scene. So um, Colonel Quaritch or Colonel Q, which is all what I'll be referring to him as. He wakes up and he's a blue avatar. And you're like, whoa, what happened? I thought this man died. So it turns out, which was really interesting, is that um, the star people, that's just what I'm going to call them, they took the memories, emotions, DNA of them when they were alive before the final mission in the first Avatar movie, and they placed them into tubes, essentially. So just in case they died, they would have a backup plan to come back as Avatars and hit them with guerrilla tactics. And I thought that was a super just like interesting plan. And when we get to awards, I'll definitely talk about that. So yeah. So do you want to pick up from there? Oh yeah. So of course, you know, you got Jake trying to lead his family and, and whatnot, but uh, of course, oh yeah, we got to mention that there's also another human character who, or another star person named spider who's, who joined up with the, with the family and and we we know exactly who who his daddy is uh mm-hmm. but but let's say he, let's say we didn't know who his daddy was um but so yeah we're gonna keep that going we're gonna keep we're gonna bury that lead all right so with I that mean, they say it like in the first 20 minutes of the movie <laughs> his daddy's quaritch all right there we <laughs> yeah. go he, he was the baby in the first movie uh and and with that they're pretty much trying to scavenge you know trying to figure out more things of course kitty who's the adopted daughter turns out she's like starting to exhibit a lot of isms and like different like she's she's different from the rest of the crew yes not just because of the fact she was adopted but probably because she is she's basically jesus but um i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not <laughs> I'm not going to be if, ands, or buts about that, but uh, we're going to get into that as we keep going. <laughs> All right. So so what ends up happening, right, is that Quaritch's team, like, they end up invade. They end up invading. You know, they they find the site where they died at in the first movie, which was also the location where young brother Loak, I'm going to call him. I would not 
this, I'm gonna help you. I will not be calling him by his name at all, except for once. I will refer to him just like Spy Family as the second son. Mm. And that's right. dis- that's disrespectful to Lord Damien, but I am calling him second son. Oh, uh, you know, for the entire movie, I I thought his name was Noah. <laughs> so so you know what? Just for this movie, Loak is Noah, second son. <laughs> All right. So we got Noah. He had a kitty. She's probably going to be the one who I'm going to keep the name of along with along with a few others. Tuke Tuke and Spider. Yeah. Tuke and Spider. Tuke is the youngest. Yes. Youngest girl. Yep. And they are there and they end up getting captured because, you know, it has to. And that led to and that led to him calling up a big daddy Jake who ends up with the help of the first son, the, mm-hmm. the good son. I think uh, it's Netayami or something like that. Netayami. I, I don't care. I'm going to call him the, the good son. Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. and no disrespect to Macaulay Culkin in, in that movie. Uh, but yeah, call him. Yeah, his name is the, the good son and he mm-hmm. pretty much takes them over to that site where Jake and Natiti, they decide to go ham. Oh on, yes, because you know that's their kids. You know they they have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once they do that, you know they save the kids, but Spider ends up getting taken. And yes, during this scene, it's really interesting. Uh, Colonel Quartz is a really in this movie is actually like top two character. Um, we'll talk about who should have been the main characters of this movie later, but. Just like with that, we he sees Spider and realizes this was um, Colonel Quartz's son. As we talk about later, he'll like he'll he starts to bond with him by going, "Hey, I'm not that guy. I'm not your dad." So with that, that's why he takes Spider with him. Yeah, it's like I'm not your dad, but I I'm clearly your dad. But uh, yes. but yeah, so he takes him. So yeah, Spider gets taken, and he's basically stuck with Quartz for the rest of the movie. Uh, and then, and of course, as you know, second son pretty much gets gets the Reman from <laughs> yes, gets the Reman from Pops. Uh, of course, there's like a little little bit of of a argument between Jake and Natiri over like how hard he's being on the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though like, I mean, he should know better by now, but, but yeah, but really because of the fact that they know Quartz is alive and that they know that, uh, they got spider who pretty much knows all of their operations. Yes. And knows all of their like locations and whatnot. And they think, and Jake's knowing like, nah, it's only a matter of time before that boy breaks. Yeah, uh, he decides to you know renounce his leadership of the of the forest people. I almost call them the tree people, um, but and they decide to leave, you know, leave their home. Of course, Natiri ain't having none of that, but she still goes along anyways. You know, uh, apparently they saw Fast and Furious, and it's like it's all about family. I will say that <clears throat> when I was watching the movie, I was trying to think of things uh, to talk about that would be like in another dive session. Um, but a lot of it was just hit so quickly. Um, so like with, with this, it's like a lot of colonialism ties slash, uh, spiritualism. So from Natiri's standpoint, this is her home. Um, it's not as simple as us uprooting our houses or, you know, you and I, like 
soon to be in apartments and currently in apartments, like leaving if something was wrong wouldn't be that difficult to us. But for her, leaving is like a lot of her ancestors. Um, we see that the great mother, Awa, is like a part of the world and they're connected to it. So simply abandoning it is something that's difficult to do. But Jake, who um, we see the the costs or just decisions of fatherhood in this really um, making that decision for like, hey, if Colonel Q is back, they're coming for me because of what I did in the previous one. Um, we have to leave. We have to go somewhere that they can't uh, find us. So that kind of just like transitions to them flying off towards the sea and meeting the Metakayina people. Yes, yes. Not from Moana at all. Uh, but essentially, you know, they, they're a different tribe, you know, they're all water-based so essentially like they're really good swimmers they have like they have lighter blue skin their tails are different and immediately coming upon the water people you could tell that jake and them that jake and the fam they gonna have problems because of the fact like they're outsiders right you know and it's gonna be a hard time adjusting to new water life you know the kids (laughs) can barely breathe underwater for a long time Unless your name is Kitty, because Jesus, um, and and of course, like they're having a hard time with the other kids because because yeah. the fact that they're different, especially with the son of the the main chief. Yeah, who is, Tono, Tonowari, I believe, is the leader, and his queen is Renal. Yeah, and Renal is pregnant. Uh, just wanted to point that out because that's kind of going to be important later uh kinda i'm not not really but essentially like they and you can already tell that uh that oh yeah the second son he already caught feelings for uh for the chief's daughter yes it is siraya i believe already already they they already like just on on site oh my good lord (laughs) it happens he's a teenage boy yeah, and of course that causes causes him to get into conflict with her brothers, uh, yes. mostly because of the fact that uh that old boy, <laughs> oh that them them boys decide to mess with Kitty because of the fact that she Jesus and <laughs> and and it's like hey you different so of course and of course seconds I was about to say Jake second son <laughs> and good son they they decide to stand up for they. Stand up for their sister, you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, themes of brotherhood. Yeah, because I, I really like that. So, like, with them getting there, um, I remember Jake just saying to Neytiri, I'm not really worried about uh, Tonawari, the leader of the Kayena people. I'm more worried about his wife. Um, so, like, as soon as she came in, she was like, ooh, they got that demon blood in them. Because um, all fingers. of, yes, all they have five fingers like normal humans do, but most of the avatar people have six I four. Believe. four okay so they have four and um the demon bloods have five so that was very <laughs> funny to see um <clears throat> just like how he um respected his queen tonawari because he had that look of like kind of low-key fear on his face but jake is you know we heard about you in these streets so you know him being the hero that drove away the star people um, he has a specialized name for that in the Avatar language, but I, I don't recall it. I think Tulukan um, or something like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tulukan. Kind of like 
you know, <laughs> Black Panther. Sound like a, a better a better character? Uh, mm, mm, mm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Something came out there for a second. So, yes. And going back to you, so training arc starts. Um, obviously, they suck in the water. Uh, the chief literally said, help them learn our ways so they won't have the disgrace of being useless. And like you were saying, like, of course, step in, defend your sister. Both both of us have sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, for in my case, in my case, I have a younger sister. In your case, you have an older one. But both cases, yo, we fight back and forth. But you mess with our sisters, it's like it's it's on sight. <laughs> like it's on sight immediately. Like literally, like oh, one time I can remember, like um, my sister. There's like a situation, and my sister like went outside with like a lot of people surrounding it. I took a bitch butcher knife. I kid you not. Walked straight outside for my sister. Like I didn't need it, but it was just like you don't think about it. It's like family smoke season. Like I'm not playing with you. Like that's off limits to to me. So I can understand it. But then he decides he needs to be an idiot. Oh yeah, that's an award coming up. Don't worry about it. So like Big Brother handles it. He's like, we good. We good. They walk off and he's like, nah, I got this, bro. I got this. He turns around. He does the lamest joke in the world and then punches the chieftain. I'm not even going to say the joke because it was just so lame. Um, So he punches him in the face. They f- kind of fight again. And then good son uh, has to go. Oh, he, no, you go like, oh, snap. here we go again. So when uh, do we want to when do we want to get in on this guy? <laughs> You, you know what timing I'm on. So, so second son is um, ridiculous. So he does not listen. And as we'll progress later, it kind of goes like, oh, I'm an outcast. But Carrie is the biggest of the outcasts because she literally like she feels Awa's presence in it. And um, she's just different from the rest of the group uh, because one, she's adopted. And then two, like she doesn't understand what her origins or family is. So like with the second son being like, oh, your brother, my brother, I can't be perfect like him. They never in the story present that, you know, obviously the first one looks more capable, but there was never a point where Jake favored the first son. Like they didn't make that clear or like a case where they were like accomplishing a task and he failed. And it was like, oh, I give the the good son praise and knock down the second son. It was always like the second son would do something stupid because he wouldn't listen. He would put people in danger for his actions. The first son would take the blame for it because, hey, I'm the oldest. I need to look out for my brothers. And I should know better. Yeah. And so then it'd be like, oh, oh, man, I'm so, you know, it felt like the teenager was written by an adult. So that's there's more to how his idioticy because right after what happens he does he has to apologize because again jake says do not cause trouble we are we are guests in these people's houses uh they have extended courtesy to us and you're causing trouble with the chieftain's son so with that he has to apologize he does not have the operator like we do (laughs) and then he goes past the uh coral reef which he wasn't supposed to again because he's not as good as a swimmer and then they leave him because he doesn't see the prank i mean it was so obvious and then so like he puts in danger but a cool scene happens where um let's just say a shark uh avatar shark comes tries to attack him but then a tuacon which is essentially a whale in this um landscape saves him and then he takes out a it's not a gear. It's like a, a pike. 
in a sense. Yeah. Or a hook, really. Yeah, kind of like a hook mechanism out of its fin. And he sees that it's also injured. Uh, so this well is called Pyacon, and it's the outcast of the Tukun, which are the uh, the well species. And that's a really cool, interesting plot point that happens uh, moving forward. Yeah. Uh, also, we forgot to mention that one of the best moments in this movie was when uh, Jake was like, so how how the other kid look to the older <laughs> yes. one, to the good son? And he's like, yeah, they were worse. And then you just had that look of pride. I'm like, that's a yep, yep, that that's how it is. I've seen that too many times. <laughs> it's like, hey, if you gonna if you're gonna start a fight, make sure you, you don't lose, my guy. Uh but but moving on, just moving on a bit. Uh, of course, like they tell him, of course, like they get he ends up getting saved. Well, the the second son, I was about to say the bad son end up getting <laughs> saved. And, like by set by PyCon get, get taken back to the village where of course more shame has been taken upon the 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 Sully family mm-hmm. uh, because of him and and then he actually yeah he to explain that like he takes the blame for it even though he was tricked so he kind of it's it's yeah, a bonding he, moment between him and the uh, chieftain son yeah he, he he basically like takes the blame for it, you know brings shame upon his own family in order to build kind of a rapport and friendship with the new with the with the op so so with that they end up saying like hey pycon like they've explained that like hey pycon's an outcast he's a murderer he he just he 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 on demon time that's that's what he on uh of course of course bad second son decides like okay uh, we're gonna go into that, and then, and then all the while we cut back to Quaritch, his crew, and Spider as like they're trying to bond, and they essentially come to the understanding that in order to like find Jake, they need to basically become the Avatar people. You know, you know the first rule rule of war: know thy enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, need to eat, sleep, and breathe Avatar, uh, <laughs> and. And of course, Spider trying to get them into a trap. Fortunately, that did not work out well for him. Um, for for him, because Corridge ended up taming a beast. And I'm just like, is there anything this man cannot do besides raise hey, his own kid? Uh, Colonel Q. Colonel Q, more like Colonel O. Uh, <laughs> OPP. Yeah, you know me. And and so with that, right, they end up like discovering that, hey, Oh yeah. So what happens is that like they continue swimming, they sit, continue like the the kids, the teenagers, they end up having a good time, and then Kitty decides to have a Jesus moment and uh, have a seizure under the water where she could ends up getting tra- transported into the ancestral plane. Where yes, because she, up... she connected with the tree. That's that's yeah. what caused the seizure. Yes, because she ends up yeah connecting with the spiritual world tree. Uh yes, I'm having so many Marvel references. I do not care. Uh, <laughs> so she ends up meeting with Sigourney Reaver, her mother in human form, and you ch- we try to find out who her daddy is. Unfortunately, that's not the case. That's a story for next time in a probably better Star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> and or and with that, like she has a seizure, so underwater, which is a problem. So. So Jake ends up calling some of his friend, his human friends, you know, from the forest tribe. So that way they can come down in their ship to go and save. Well, pretty much save Kitty's life. Apparently that didn't work. So they have to go on the spiritual route with uh, with the pregnant mama. Uh, 
but because of the fact that that they sent a rogue spaceship over there, that's how Korg was able to track them to to not just well not their specific location, but to that to that region region of islands, which are like fifty to one hundred. Yeah, yeah. So that causes uh Korg and his team to basically get well, pretty much hijack a hijack a whaling uh a whaling boat. He pulls in uh look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> yes. And decides to go scorched earth. Okay. With this, we skipped a lot because three three hour movies need to stop. Because a lot of this movie, right after they got to the islands with the Metakayuna people, it was just like it's a beautiful spectacle to look at. There Slow was literally to crawl. There was no plot. Like there was no real plot except for what was happening with the um, colonel. Um, other than like uh, Second Son bonding with Pyacon, there is no plot other than like the colonel. Like there is no secondary plot to it other than just like bonding and training art with that. And it took like at least 30 to 45 minutes to get back to Colonel Q. And with that, like Spider, like he saved Spider because Jake was right about the star people getting information about him because... A, a big plot point that they only mentioned at one time was that Earth is apparently dying. So they need to uh, use Pandora as their new home and quote unquote pacify the natives. Or that's what uh, that's how they explained it. Sound familiar? <laughs> uh, quote unquote. Yeah. So um, they only mentioned it one time. This is why I said, like, I thought colonialism would be a much bigger topic. Um especially in the first one, I think they really like focused on that because they had the right main characters and the right antagonists uh, as opposed to this one. So then with that, um, they were like had this machine. So all Spider had to do was just like think about where the people were and they would be able to read his uh, brain and just get a picture. So Colonel Q saved him from that. And that's why Spider is uh, with him. So he's like, can I take a more personal approach with that? And so with that, it ties into the ending where Spider and Colonel Q, um, they have a slow bond, but you do sense there is still tension because Spider views the Sullys as his real family, which makes sense. Um, so with that, what you mentioned coming back to the whalers, so the Tukun, where the whales, are essentially the equivalent of kind of like the birds in the first movie, where it's like they form real bonds with them. So they're not just like pets, they're like, their brothers and sisters, like they make a pack. And there's this really cool scene where the Metsukayina people, they go out to the water and like, uh, it's like the, not hibernation, but like the migration season of the two Kuhn, they return home. So like they were meeting like essentially their sisters and brothers that they bonded with because they can literally bond with them. And it's just a really beautiful scene with that. And then this is where the second son gets in trouble again because uh, all the other kids follow him as he bonds with Payakon and he learns like the truth of it. So essentially the Tukun people or whales have a code where it's like they can't kill no matter what. And we see that uh, later in the movie as it progresses, but Payakon led a group of them to attack the whalers um, because like obviously what they were doing was wrong. And that led to just like nothing but death like even his mom died in front of him which is like a really sad scene but for because of him doing that all their deaths are on him and he's counted as a killer yep yep basically 
death by association. Um, but yeah, so essentially, like, why are the whalers hunting down the the Tuakun? It's because of the fact that there's actually a enzyme in their brain, which essentially uh cancels out aging. It's an anti-aging drug. Completely. Yeah, completely. So that that goes on the market for about 80 mil per and like one I think like one well can produce like one vial for a person. Yeah. So so of course they're they're murking murking them left and right for that. And that's what got uh PyCon so tight. Uh yeah. and because of that, like and then we get into what Korg is doing. So he is going around ra- raising raising all types of carnage. Like he he out here ready to murk every single village. But of course, Spider is there and he's convincing him to like, hey, 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 don't. Uh of course he's like chill out, like take a chill pill for like three minutes. Um, but of course, Korch and his team ain't having none of that. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna spare your people. But we're burning everything to the ground. So your home destroyed. Uh, I mean, that's basically tantamount to death. But hey, uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure some people did die in that fire. Uh, and so like keeping on going, like it's all in order to find Jake. So they keep going. And then uh, eventually, eventually, Jake basically figures out like oh snap Corge is here because of me mm-hmm. I, I think I'm like ready to leave again <laughs> because of the fact that and like they realize this because the whalers end up like Corge under uses the whalers to kill the main chief's pregnant wife's sister uh Tukon, mm-hmm. like killed her whale in front of her child yep. uh, so and that just and that just pissed, that just got all of the all that tribe just tight. Yes. Of course Jake wanted to say like whoa 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 hey I know what I know what they trying to do like just just don't just right. don't but unfortunately nah they 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 want to go to war uh so they until. Try, mm-hmm. yeah until they pull out this tracking fob that they have that they that the whalers attach to the thing to the the whalers attach and then and then that's basically a death sentence and because of that they say hey just warn your uh what warn your uh, sisters to split out and don't come back for a while and and they do that and then second son decides oh snap wait i'm the only one who knows about pycon Mm -hmm. i'm the only one that he's friends with so i gotta go out and rescue and basically warn him. Remember, this is at well, we didn't mention, but he gets scolded because he bonded with Pyocon. Um, because again, this isn't simply pets, Th- these are like sacred um beings to them. So, like the fact that the two kun have a code and have cast Pyocon as an outcast to the Metakayana people, he's an outcast. Like we cannot associate with him, it does not matter. He broke the code of the two clone, which is their way. Like, so we can't have that. So he gets scolded. And I get why he goes out to save PyCon. I don't know if you've seen This Is Us or not, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm not gonna go into deep spoilers, but it makes sense for like, if someone's house is on fire and they get out their entire family, but they have pets and like, you wanna go back in to save your pet. Again, it's more than pets, but 
just like from that comparison point, but it's like you have your family right here. So in his glorious wisdom that he displays throughout the entire movie, he decides to go out to PyCon and dragging his friends along with, well, the friends got to go kids. chase after him. Every last one of them, the oldest brother, the, um, the chief's son, uh, Saraya, the chief's daughter, both his sisters, um, Kiri and Tuke, who, who can't do anything. They all go to PyCon who has, who we see has a tracker on. So again, it makes sense. Like, it's one of the few times where it made sense, but the fact that it kept reoccurring, which we'll talk about later, uh, which was frustrating. So they're trying to get the tracker out and it's just like the whalers are essentially already on them. And so second son, Saraya and two all get taken um, in this scene because it's just like, it's way too close to is free. And then uh, Colonel Quartz presents Jake with a, proposition when all of the Metakaiana people are right there. It's either you can turn yourself in or I'm gonna kill all your kids. Or like at least all the captives that I have right now. So just with that, Jake was like, uh, okay, I'm going to do that. And with a really cool scene, I love how they built up the relationship with PyCon the uh well. He was wilding under that water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he he's like he had to gas himself up, you know? Had the moment like, all right, all right, I gotta do this. I gotta do this for the fam. I know these whalers. I know them like the back of their hand. I know who gonna be out here wilding out. I know I gotta get. I gotta get my run back. Yes, this, this is for the fam. Shoryuken. And, <laughs> and with that, like Pycon decides to go, decides to go from zero to a hundred on the whale ship by himself, which. Mm-hmm. Which, because of that, it caused all types of pandemonium. That allows Jake and Nativity to go like, all right, let's get our kids. And, yes. of course, uh, you know, the, the boys, like, everybody who got captured got freed. It's all types of pandemonium on that ship. People gunfiring left and right. Nativity coming in bangers with the with that uh, yes. with that bow. <laughs> no uh, scope. <laughs> bow. Zero. And Jake out here... Psh, 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 got got his golden gun you know <laughs> he he, he, t- he dropping by his left and right he finds courage on site yes. and and his bird yeah his bird gets taken down yeah and, and it's crazy because it's like hey we're in the end of the movie like that's kind of like it just transitioned towards the end of the movie from there where like you didn't know you were in the final act until it, it was the final it literally act. started going off <laughs> yeah but but unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, in in their infinite wisdom, Took and Kitty gets captured again. And yes, because uh, Kiri got captured first by the bird, and then Took was freed with uh, Soraya, and she was like, "Hey, let's go back." <laughs> yeah, so. let's go back. Let's go save my sister. And then, yep. He, so Took gets captured, and because of that, G- and because of that, second son wants to go back. And because of the fact that he wants to go back, he wanted to go back for Spider. Oh yeah, that's right. He wanted to go back for Spider because he didn't know about Kitty and them getting kidnapped. So, so, so he went back for Spider. So that means the good son had to go and t- go and uh go and save him. So good son, you know, he out here blasting, you know, shooting the gun, wilding out, saving Spider. 
<sighs> but unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. Yes, the good Wait. must always suffer because of idiots. Yep, because the good son was fatally shot. Mm. He and he dies in the arms of his mother and father. And all he says is, I just want to go back home. To which I was like, <sighs> that, that was that was sad. I the, the thing about it is that I knew he was gonna die from the beginning of the movie because of his idiot brother. So it removed all of the emotional impact from it when it actually happened to me. Except yeah. for like uh Neytiri's pain, uh like the pain of a mother that she then displayed that she decided to go rogue. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. So like so yeah, he yeah, you know, good son gets taken out and because of that, like pretty much Jake and Natiti, they they go on the war path because of the fact that Bruh. that the no wait, war path is not even the right word, my guy, because uh this was this was this was a two v two v a hundred and it, yes. it ended up being a two v one. That's all I gotta say, cause uh this cause they they decide to just say, you know what? Forget it. We t- we killing everybody. Cause mm-hmm. as soon as they get their their daughters, as soon as they get freed with the help of Spider, they have to leave. And they decide, okay, Corage, dead. Uh yes. like Corage gotta die. Uh everybody else has to die now. Oh, right. Oh, wait. That that reminds me because because of the fact that Corage ends up having getting out having Kitty hostage. Yes. And then Natiti, she's like, okay, all right, I'm taking your son hostage. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, and Corage is like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on there for a second. Hey, I don't know this kid. <laughs> he tried to pull the whole, I don't know this kid. I like, nah, that bluff all. ain't working. Like that bluff ain't working, but unfortunately it did because uh she because you can tell like she was playing no games at this point. She like, sliced them up too. Yeah, she's like, oh nah, a son for a son. And like cut spider's chest open. Mm-hmm. You no, know, just to prove that she bout she bout it right now, and that causes Quartz to back out. And at that moment, you and like you see Jake like take the kids and they about to walk away. And you think like, okay, that's that's about to be the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. You think that's the end. And then Corch had to say something. Yeah, he was like, he had forever say, smoke. Yeah, he had to say like, look, I'm coming after you regardless. Like, no matter where you is, I will find you. It's on site all day, every day. And Jake just like, in, in perhaps one of the, again, one of my favorite moments, he was just like, yes. all right. Bet. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. Run your pockets. So to yeah, uh, just to kind of fast forward it, uh, the ship that they're on is sinking, and fire surrounds it. So her their family really can't get away from it because there's a ring of fire in the water. And well, with they could have dived under it, but I don't know. I, it is what it is. So Colonel Q and Jake are fighting, and then they get underwater, and Jake straight up chokes him out, which is fire. Um, but Jake is like kind of wounded, so he can't really hold his breath to stay underwater for a while. Uh, Jesus then comes, Kiri, and and proceeds to save everyone. Uh, she finds because uh, Natiri and Kiri, uh, not Kiri, 
Took, Took. Took doesn't um, do weights. <laughs> she skips arm day. So she gets dragged into the water. Um, so Neytiri has to go find her. And then again, Jake is so weak. So with that, Spider ends up saving uh, Colonel Q because again, that kind of bond that gets hinted at. So it made sense. But at the same time, it was just like, really? Bruh. Because I'm like, bro, leave him to die. Because in the very next moment, like when he has the option to go with him, he leaves. So it's just like... Uh, you know he's gonna he just said it's forever smoke so I, I i think that with colonel q's character development he is eventually going to either change to like a good guy or at least be an anti-hero so I, i'm i'm interested to explore that because that's a really great actor who they have as him but you should have let him die spider um and then yeah again second son finds his dad um he gives a good speech that he copies from soraya so he would have failed school uh, for plagiarism <laughs> so but then um Pai-kun helps him get to the water and essentially they bury they have to bury the eldest yep so in the end the uh, they bury him he's with the ancestors now uh, not not in the in the ancestral plane, and of course, and it ends with Natiti and Jake going to the World Tree and linking up with it, so they can experience a a memory of their of their eldest one more time. As Jake pretty much says, "All right, all y'all try to come at my family. We got the back of the Mekaina, you know." They just told us like, hey, we want like we one of them now. Mm-hmm. It's forever smoke against all the star people and movie over. Yeah. So huh. <laughs> now we can get into our opinions for it. So one thing that I would like to say with it, it is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Effects is gorgeous, especially it's, in IMAX. Yeah, because like you have to wear the 3D glasses for it um, for it. And absolutely incredible like even what people were saying like what i was thinking walking out in the theater people were like yo it looked like a cut scene from a movie or like a video game and it absolutely looked like for certain scenes like a cut scene uh it was just like the visual effects for it incredible like absolutely like waiting for that time period to get what he wanted for his vision james cameron i mm-hmm. absolutely believe it this was one of the one times where i actually understood why people have the critics of demon slayer where they say that the anim it's hype because of the animation, mm-hmm. but the story is mid. Whack! So I have two big uh, problems with the story, and it, it it's affecting the rest of how I see the movie. Because if I remove it, I really enjoy the movie. But again, it's too long, and once they get to the Metakayana people, nothing happens. Like outside of like one or two things, whenever we go there, nothing happens and it just stays there way too long before getting back to Colonel Q. So with that, it's just like the middle of the movie to me drags, but it's just good to look at. So like it's kind of like interesting because like I remember when I watched Aquaman, which gets a lot of criticism. I watched Aquaman. It's like, yo, it it does not compare in terms of um, cinematography to Avatar. But I was like, yo. Aquaman looks really cool as a movie. I enjoy the plot of Aquaman. It's just like, but like so many people had like criticisms of it, right? 
Mm-hmm. A lot of like what I'm hearing in terms of praise for the movie is how it looks and not the story. So this is where the one time I understand like the Demon Slayer um, criticism, even though I think Demon Slayer has a very streamlined story. And the second issue, which is the big one that has had me hot the past two days, the second son is such a big idiot. And all these kids in this movie are so terrible that you don't enjoy the movie. The main, they should not be the main characters at all. So I was thinking about this because you can understand it. So remember when we talked Black Adam, right? Yep. You talked about the kid and I was like, um, something about the kid felt off to me, the character wise, but I was like, it was fine. And you were like, this ain't it chief, whatever, whatever it is. This ain't it. Now imagine if that kid was the main character and a hundred times more unlikable. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like he shouldn't be the main character, especially second son. Um, like Netiyam, the the good son should be the main. If they're gonna follow the kids, he should have been the main character, and then they should have explored why he was um such a good son, outside of taking the blame as you know the eldest of the children. But with second son, like he when we get to awards, I'm gonna list every dumb thing he did in the movie. But like so many times, it was just like, bro, listen to your parents because they're not like they're not being hard on you. Like they didn't explore why they're being hard. It's like you are literally messing up and disobeying them in a way that is actively harming everyone around you. Like you got your uh, you got your brother killed. I don't want to go fully into it, but he's just such a terrible character. Like Jake and Colonel Q should have been the main characters. They should have just focused on that. And even if they wanted to explore Kiri more, because I I'm actually interested in how they explain that so like um i'm not gonna that wasn't a criticism for me because we watched marvel movies and a lot of like okay a small thing in here ties into a movie that's like five movies down the line so that's you know fine i can understand that uh terms of storytelling because that's probably going to play a big role in one of the later avatar movies but it's just like why are we following Second Son? Like, other than you need Pyakon. And so many times it felt like the kids are only plot points to drive conflict. Because every time they got kidnapped, that's when they have with Colonel Q. And that's when the plot of the story continues. So you, go ahead. Because, like, you you agree. They didn't serve any other purpose than the plot for. <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. It's time. It's time for you to hear about the title that essentially encompasses my entire view of this movie. Avatar Way of Mid. (laughs) Avatar Way of Mid. That's what this was. (laughs) Because everything you mentioned was my exact problem. (laughs) Everything down to the scene. Now, I gotta tell you that the the one positive, again, my one positive was the fact that this movie was gorgeous to look at. That and the first one. In fact, but besides that, both movies had the same problem. It was mid. It was mid at best. Now, also another big thing is that this is a three-hour movie that felt super long see 
And when it comes to that, like I have a see when I have a movie, right? I want to go in there and experience it. I want to have a good time. Yes. But and like I don't want it to feel as long as it does. I want it to feel like, wait, the movie over already? Hold on. It's been how long? And I went through so much, like I get that absorbed into movies, and that's what I want for a movie. This is one of those times where, like, bruh, I felt it drag. I felt my entire body just just feel like is it over? right when they get to the Metacayena people, the, yep. the the plot and the movie just slows down for me. Yep, stall to a crawl. And I actually pulled up like, all right, where are some of like my favorite movies that are over three hours long but don't feel like it? Godfather 2, The Batman, Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, all of them extended edition, yeah. Schindler's List, The Green Mile, Once Upon a Time in America, all those movies, and there are like many more, but all those, oh yeah, and Wolf of Wall Street, all those things have has the same thing in common, is that they were engaging from beginning to end, there was no part in there where I felt like, bruh, I like I it's not one of those times where I'd be looking at my watch or looking at my phone to see what time it was because of the fact that I'm that absorbed into it. This story, or what I say, this mid was at was pretty as it like I was not engaged whatsoever. Heck, even during the first one, I I was barely in there. Keyword being barely, because I I felt the Pocahontas, and I pretty much (laughs) predicted the entire story from beginning to end. As soon as, like, the first couple scenes played out, I was like, yep, I know exactly how it's gonna play out, and and it went exactly how I thought it was. Uh, So, so, and that's why you guys wouldn't have wanted me to see Avatar and Avatar 2. Like, this movie was mid at best. The the second son is the worst. Yeah, hands down the worst problem. You know it's bad when the child Took was better than you. Yes, Took was 100% better. She was like, a, like not acting because like that's not really my issue. But like as a kid, like a little kid, obviously, like those are the ones that usually cause the trouble. Yeah, she she was only going along because like the rest of her siblings were going along with it, which makes sense. Like she was in the moment. So then like when a sibling would follow, she would have followed. Second son was the one that was just doing stupid stuff left and right. And all the problems. sense. And then they try to make us endear to him, especially with him trying to get with uh with Serena. Soraya, like, I do not care about this romance, bruh. I do not care. I saw that happen as soon as she was swimming. I was like, oh, in the trailer. See, I didn't even watch the trailer. Cause I just knew like, I was like, oh Lord, well, there's the love interest of the of this series. Let's see which one she gonna fall for. As soon as I saw it, it was Jake that that looked, I'm like, I mean not Jake, second son. I'm like, uh yes i at first thought it was the first son from the trailer but i didn't know and then it was the second son and, and, okay so like what you were saying with long movies right so every three hour movie can essentially have something cut out of it, it, it whether you feel it or not um it's partly separate so the batman three hour movie absolutely incredible you can take the joker scene out 
Um, it's not necessary to the movie, but it's not like an issue. And like, there's like three essentially ending points of that movie where you can decide, but it doesn't drag whatsoever. You're, I was engaged the entire time. Um, even Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah, which Snyder is a League. four-hour movie. No, five. What part did you watch? Because oh wait, it's five parts. My bad. My bad. Yes. So yes. Okay. So it's a four-hour movie. It doesn't drag until the nightmare scene to me, which is the yep. three and a half hour mark. Where yep. it's like, okay, this doesn't need to happen. This movie dragged in the middle of it where it didn't need to. Like the first part and the last part are so good. And it's just like that connection wasn't. And it's like what we mentioned with like the children. They were literally just plot points where it's like, okay, conflict needs to happen. How do we get there? The kids get kidnapped. Okay, a plot point needs to ha- get there. Um, second son doesn't listen. He goes back. Kids get kidnapped. Um, what's the plot point that needs to happen? Mm-hmm. Second son doesn't listen. So now we have issues with the chief leader. And it's just like so annoying to keep oh, doing that repetition. Over. Even Tug mentions it. Where it's like they initially get kidnapped after uh, helping Pyakun. So they get kidnapped. And then um, Kiri gets taken. And she's like, oh, we got to go back. And then they get kidnapped. And Kiri, not Kiri, no, two. literally says, I can't believe I'm kidnapped again or like held hostage again for the third time in the movie. And, and mind you, like with that current, that happened like it was literally between like between when she got kidnapped the second and the third time. It was perhaps maybe like 10 minutes. Like it she barely got freed and then got captured again. I'm just like, if you do not get on somewhere, this is not George Lucas when he said it's like poetry, it rhymes. No, that's he's referring to that when it comes to movie versus other movie. You keep doing it in the same movie. Bruh, it's literally, I have two issues with the movie. But it's so big to me that it's like it's frustrating because the rest of the movie was good. Like even with Colonel Q, like it, progressing forward, I would love to see like his explanation, uh, exploration as the character, knowing that his son Spider is still out there, knowing that he used to be a cold-blooded killer. And like what you mentioned, like he burned down the houses. Initially, he was going to kill um, the people and Spider convinced him against it. And even in that scenes where um, he had Spider along, Spider was talking trash about him, but it was like bonding. And that was really good to the story where when we get to the end, we know that he should have let Colonel Q die, but it makes sense story-wise why he saved him. And that was great storytelling. But just like the rest of it just didn't make sense. Like even Spider, he just went along with it. Like he wasn't trying to sabotage them or anything like he wasn't like, and he just served a purpose towards the end where he like sent the boat into the rocks to kind of like stop the whalers. So that's like why there wasn't a central theme to it. Because again, I initially was going to think that colonialism was the big part of the movie, but they stopped that as soon as they got to um the kidnapping of Spider. And then I guess the biggest thing is like parenthood because we see that Jake, a, another good story point, it's like he would leave with his family and he's not a soldier. Well, he's technically not a soldier anymore. He has to protect his family. That's his number one priority. So leaving his home, no matter where that is, is more important than just like staying and fighting, which makes sense in that scene when the um, Tukun gets killed and all of the um, Metsakaina want to fight. It's like, no, they'll bring all the star people are going to come and kill your people. 
it's more important that your family is safe. Like that's the good part of the storytelling, but the other parts of it are just so frustrating. I don't, I don't think we can, uh, we can just, just, well, I could probably go on a, on a tirade all day, but I'm pretty sure you guys will be tired of hearing the repetition that keeps happening, <laughs> that keeps happening over here. Uh, as much as you, you probably tired of, as much as I'm tired of the repetition that happened in that movie. Uh, but, but for my final point, all right, I actually am going to go to that, like, well of, like, what was the theme? What was the point of the movie? Right. Uh, because as you said, like they, it seemingly dropped colonialism, like just immediately, immediately. Like like, we never talked about saving the earth again. Yeah. And you see, like, it's probably, there were themes of parenthood and, and kind of like, a coming of age or like trying to develop responsibility but it's like in the case of the parenthood part like yeah yeah i kind of get it but it's just like not as mentioned as hard as it could have and then the coming of age part i don't even think that the i don't even think he learned anything no i don't even think second son learned anything like because because of the fact like oh yeah your brother dead but we never like after he died, you don't see him again. Like you don't see how he progresses as a person because he, he still disobeyed direct orders from his pops. Sure, that was in service it's, of like yeah. keeping him alive. Sure, it was that part. But and you could see that coming from a mile away. Uh, but still, it's just like, oh yeah, the one time you, you uh decide to disobey orders, you were right. I'm like. Hold on, wouldn't that basically kind of like justify like all the times he'd been disobeying before? Because in the end, it'll make it seem like, all right, hey, if I didn't disobey orders, you would be dead right now. So, uh, hey, I'm gonna keep disobeying orders because I saved your life, type of deal. I'm like, mm, that that ain't how it ain't how it's supposed to work, my guy. Also, in that scene, what happened to the rest of the Medicaid people? They, they literally disappear. Who knows what happened to him? Budget. <laughs> Budget couldn't handle. <laughs> All right. So anything else? I think we hit it. Anything no. else? <laughs> Awards? Awards. All right. So <laughs> this is the saddest awards we're about to have. Um, so yes, play the music. <laughs> All right, for our first award, the only time I will say your name, Loak, second son, you're getting two awards. One of them had to be upgraded to a new award. So for the first one, could you make the main character any more unlikable? And a second one he's going to receive is Biggest Idiot, which was upgraded to maybe you were just born stupid. So I made a list. And let's let's get into it so the opening scene um when they're attacking the train he disobeys orders he almost gets his brother killed uh reoccurring theme repetition like you mentioned meech second time he disobeys his parents he takes his uh younger siblings and spider both of which are not fighters to the uh quarry where they're forbidden to go where courage died they all get taken hostage and spider gets taken ultimately he then gets told to stay in the same spot. Like you mentioned, he doesn't listen. He saves his mom, which 
you know, it's kind of ties into later. He saves his mom, but again, he doesn't listen. So proceeding from there, he then defends his sister, which we talked about, Carrie. Um, he then proceeds once the situation is resolved. I repeat, the situation was resolved and they were walking away. Proceeds to punch the son of the chief after the matter was settled, causing a fight between them. He then gets is easily tricked, the biggest idiot part, into going outside the barrier reef where he doesn't listen. Again, so not listening to orders causes calamity, shame upon his family, which they're not trying to get kicked out of this new place. Next one, he lacks diplomacy in handling the Tukun situation. So Paikun, there is a way he could have explained it, but he decided uh, he just wanted to be emotional in explaining it. So he felt like an outcast. Again, how are you an outcast? Please explain that to me compared to everyone else, because all your family is outcast in this new place. Proceeding on, um, gets all of his siblings involved with Tukun, including himself, also Bay, and then the chief's son. They get three of them get snatched up. They get free and immediately goes back to save Spider after his brother says, "Let's go." Spider was good and was in no danger. Gets his brother killed, and then as you mentioned, he does it again, saves his pops. But ultimately, the one that saved them was Tukun and Kiri. So, second son, you get the could you make the main character any more unlikable? The biggest idiot, which is upgraded to maybe you're just born stupid. Boo this man off the stage. I don't think I have to talk about him anymore. Proceed. Unfortunately, Loak, you gotta you gotta come right back up on the stage for this one. Uh this is another award entitled The Humbling. Um, it's, it's a award dedicated to when a character takes too much crap and, uh, uh, and pretty much get reaps what they sow. Right. So essentially with this one, right. Because of all the things he mentioned, but specifically because of the fact that you decided to go back to get spider, it's just to save your, uh, save your friend that ends up getting your own older brother clapped to, because of that. And then you you end up having the nerve to start crying at the funeral because you you know it was your fault. So uh, hopefully this is this is a, a moment for you and and just just take the humbling award and get off my stage. I'm tired of it. Jake literally. Now that I remember, Jake literally said you're going to get your brother killed. Oh, that was that was pretty much the biggest foreshadowing in my entire life. I was like, oh, oh, that's about to happen. All right. All right. So for an award that I actually want to give out someone that has earned it and that we mentioned earlier, Colonel Q, the op above ops. He is coming up for the op of the year. So death can't stop me. <laughs> that's essentially what he said. So, again, with the plan to take their DNA and memories. Hey, if I die. Do you know how much of an op you have to be to be like, hey, if I die, I come back as my op to stop my op. This is like high level, just like action, like pettiness, <laughs> like and to just come back. Then he recruits Spider. So who's like an inside guy who knows like what that push and pull is, because the fact that Spider saved him, who knows in Avatar 3, which is confirmed for next year um, and there might be. <laughs> Stay, stay with me, Beach. So you might 
right? He might he might work for him later. Uh, even though we all <laughs> this is such an out of pocket episode, but we all know that Spider is eventually going to become a avatar <laughs> because he likes Kiri. <laughs> but Colonel Kiri, please give me some more. You're off the. All right, for the for the final award, it's it's entitled "Oh, we jumping now." Basically, a moment where characters decide to start jumping people, you know. And this goes to a, the tag team duo of Jake and the Titty running rush out on a whole on a whole battalion of folk. They decide to say, "Oh, they jumping us," and then decide to pull out the Uno reverse and say, "Oh yeah, we nah." Now nah, you getting jumped by us and us alone, and it was it was very cathartic. It was very great, visually stunning. Love seeing love seeing Carnage on the screen, uh, not Woody Harrelson version, um, but not talking Woody Harrelson. But uh, but yeah, I'm just you know what, Jake Natita, you get this these awards. I'm tired. No, oh wait, I forgot. There's one more thing we gotta do. God dang it! So we gotta get the tears of the movie. Oh dang it! All right, Can all right. We read so, off the tears. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure, sure, fine. All right. So for our F tier, we got Acid Rain. You know, this is the stuff you don't want to be near at all. Uh, for our D tier, we got a puddle of mud. I mean, if I step into those with white air forces, I'd be mad too. Um, ne- next thing in the C tier, you got lukewarm shower. Uh, only psychopaths deal with lukewarm showers. Uh, a B tier is the bubble bath. You know, it's pretty pretty nice, pretty all right. Uh, I don't I don't know why we keep going. Uh, you got the you got for an A tier, you got white water rafting. I mean, I actually like rafting. It's it's pretty fun. It's pretty great. I don't I don't know why we still going, but uh for the S tier, it's Niagara Falls, the most beautiful place on earth. Again, don't know why in the world I'll keep mentioning I'm mentioning the S tier for today, but you know what? Hey, hey Demetrius, what what score are you giving this? Okay, so visually speaking, the movie is an S triple plus tier from a visual perspective for it. Narrative-wise, like we mentioned, it is a lukewarm shower? Uh, Really a puddle of mud. Um, I was back and forth on it, and I was going to be nice because of what other people were saying and go with B-tier bubble bath, but after this conversation and just the honesty that we had, this is, I think, the first time I'm going this low. It was a lukewarm shower to me. It's a C tier just because of the narrative issues that made me dislike it that were so big and I couldn't ignore it. So C tier to me. How about you? All right. The only thing that saved this movie from being acid rain or a puddle of mud was the visuals and the visuals alone. Uh, after that, like with that story, I, I, I wanted to wanted to end it all and to end everybody and everybody else. So with that, you you get a 
you know what? Screw it. I'm go. I'm going with my gut. You get in a puddle of mud, my guy. Jeez. I, I, I'm sorry. Like the visuals, the it, it can only carry so much, right? It can, it can only carry so much for such a mid story, and it was, it, it ain't worth it. I, I wouldn't, I would not watch it again. I would not, uh, I would not be renting, streaming, or even pirating it. That's. That's how you know I'm not watching this again. I'm 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 not sorry. I'm not. And you get a D tier from me. But I am sorry, Meech. I I forced you to watch both movies. And yes, because did. this was a big movie that a lot of people have been waiting for, it was definitely worth doing a review for. And I knew that we needed to talk about it. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting to feel the way I felt about this movie. And we can blame Second Son about it. And for the listeners that may be mad about this, there are people that probably hate The Dark Knight and think it's disgusting as a movie. And Dark Knight is one of the greatest stories ever told. So it is what it is. All right. So, yeah, unfortunately. And with that, uh, besides everybody who hates the uh, Dark Knight, you can get out of this uh, lobby or I will see you on Call of Duty. And for any listeners that are still listening after this point, um well hey thanks a lot for joining us um but hey we we got ourselves a little more and let's get ourselves into the sponsor break of the day so our sponsor for the day is the metakayina swimming lessons do you want to learn the way of water the metakayina go beyond swimming techniques we also teach breathing and the ways of inner peace you'll be able to hold your breath for elongated periods of time and experience the experience of being one with the sea Get your subscription today. Can I? All right. I need some inner peace. <laughs> All right. Coming back from our sponsor for the day. Originally, we weren't going to do this segment because I wasn't sure what uh, Misha's reaction would to this would be. But <clears throat> after learning it, we're definitely going to do this segment. So it's going to be make the call. So we've done this twice prior. Uh, just taking the opportunity to really make the call, be in position if you get um, head of, uh, you know, CEO, just what you would do. So I am, again, an executive at Disney, and I will be making the call. Hello. Hello. Is this the Rogue Jedi? I am him. This is the Fallen Shinigami. Again, if you remember me. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so how's my plans working out? Great, just great. With DC, um, we're following the structure that you had, but you know, some executives up top kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> fumbled the bag a bit. But with Star Wars, we're also following your plan with just like the Soka series. So I like that you and Jamie of Ferrix are kind of just like really working. I, I-, I need your help again. Um, oh boy, what this time? So it's still the Disney bag, but. With Avatar Way of Water that recently came out, we're going to set records. You know, the first one is still one of the highest selling of all time. This one, too, is about to hit a billion at some point. But there might need some help for the uh, three other sequels that are planned. So we kind of just really want to get your thoughts on it um, and kind of go from there. How could you assist James Cameron in his vision of making Pandora grow? This besides uh pulling a james gun and canceling everything but yes besides that there's it. been too Dang much it. of an investment uh, all right so 
Okay, so firstly, I'm going to need uh, James Cameron to, Cameron to get off his high horse and not ride the train that is Terminator 2. Um, you Listen, James Cameron, you, you good and all, and I, I'm sure you got an enormous amount of clout from how, how Avatar, for some ungodly reason, beat out uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to be great, if you want to experience greatness, you want to capture that lightning in a bottle again with Terminator 2, and I mean specifically that movie, I I think the best idea is firstly, kill off Second Son. Um, I kill him off, or or at least like cut to a few years later, make him actually grow to be a much more likable person. Um, that That's step number one. Step Step number two is write everybody else out of the movie besides Jake and uh and Quaritch. I want them to be there. I want them to exp- to basically have their beef settled right then and there. Uh and also you you have a perfect naming convention. You went with Avatar and now you got Way of Water. Where's the the way of air and where's the way of fire? I mean, you you, you got get sued potentially don't I, look if he hadn't gotten sued from the name avatar i do not i don't care anymore uh but from there right you you gotta explore like their beef like 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 explore the beef between the those two because they're honestly the more interesting part of the movie as well as uh as well as jesus christ oh wait i mean kitty i'm sorry um like just pretty much explore her origins like who her daddy? Is her is her dad actually the great mother? Uh, is that is that what's happening? Like why like why is it like why is she different? Explore that. Explore that further. Make Took actually like grow up a bit. Don't have her become the new second son. Cause I swear if you do that, I will <laughs> I will renounce all partnership further partnerships, but yeah so with that right again here's the game plan explore jake and Corch's beef uh, have nativity be even more of a central focus heck if you can't afford zoe saldana anymore kill her off uh like you can let her go you like you can kill her off because like really at this point all she serves is just a reminder of the first movie and the fact that she uh that she 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 witted with the bow uh and she got them hands so that's that's about it uh want to see more of the more of the people and lastly stop making it over three hours all right definitely take those under advisement um for this one what kind of bag do you need just from your mood we have a good working relationship i don't want to ruin that so again the disney bag is unlike any other bag. So what do you need? I need about 10 billy. We will find a way because the movie alone cost over two billion. So yep, I need about five times that. Thank you. All right. And here. All right. So yeah, I I like your vision about that. I do think that with Nateri, they could have explored that character a bit more. I don't feel like it was as fleshed out as it was in the first one. And then obviously with Kiri. That's something that's big. I think that's going to be like the overall end game, whatever her origins are. So I believe also, like I mentioned, it's the third one is confirmed for next December. 
Um, I don't think if the podcast is around, we might be doing that one. That might be a Patreon special. But moving forward, we're going to get happy. We're going to end with something exciting. It is sad, but it's something that it means a lot to us. We're about to hand out a rose, a special rose, a rose badge, if you will, to the goat, to the goats, the best of all time, a master and a champion. I'm talking Ash Ketchum, or as we also say, Satoshi and Pikachu, our friend. So both of you, come get your rose. Mitch, can you please explain why? All right. Well, what more needs to be said about the goats? Like, let me just tell you, you, you've been with us since the very beginning, since 1997. Since I was, I grew up with you literally. Literally. Like, like I was one years old when you came out in the anime. And I followed every episode. And you, we seen you grow. We've seen you grow as a trainer, grow as a person, scored multiple bags, and then you took multiple L's, unfortunately, and some of those L's were kind of whack. I'm looking at you, Sinnoh, for having a trainer that somehow had both a Latios and a Dark Rye. I, I don't know how in the world that could have happened, but um, we're not going to we're not going to talk about that. Um, this isn't their moment. Nope, nope. Or or even in seasons in Kalos, uh, we, we're not gonna talk about that and how you got cheated there, my guy. But uh, but you you overcame the odds. You went through so much trauma. You traumatized a whole generation when you died in the first movie. But but we but we not own that, my guy, because you you, you we decided to talk resur- about how high level he was because he stepped in between the two most powerful Pokemon in the universe at the time. Mm-hmm. Mew and Mewtwo mm. were fighting, going at it. Mm. The clones of all the Pokemon were fighting each other. Mm. He stepped in between it, mm. got frozen, mm. and his sacrifice was so hype. All the clones that were trying to kill each other, except for Pikachu and Pikachu's clone, stopped and started crying for mm. a real one because they recognized the real one when they saw him. And you and you know it's real when you had Mewtwo. Going, hold up, had to hit him change his whole tune. It's not counting any of the other movies that you were in, my guy, because you 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 secured your bag in multiple ways. You caught many, many great Pokemon. You've experienced a lot. You've done everything. You you caught great ones. I don't have to speak about Charizard because goat. Cause, yes, because goat goatness is just part of your team. Uh you only had about a couple missteps in terms of your team composition, but that doesn't matter anymore. You've got to catch them all. That's all that matters. Exactly. You you decided to set out. You set out on a mission, my guy, and you accomplished that mission wholeheartedly. Because recently, as of this year, in the year of 2022, you 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 and Pikachu secured the bag. Not only did you win your your first region the championship, but then. In the battle of champions of champions, you had to go against greats. You went against the rival in the previous season who knocked you out the first time. Mm. You went against Cynthia, a person who's traumatized all people 
in the diamond and pearl and platinum games for yep. having having Satan itself that is known as Garchomp. You had you had to go up against all of them. You had to go against Leon and his Charizard. But that wasn't enough to stop you. Pikachu, I'm talking to you right now, fam. That didn't stop you either. When you passed out and you had to be reminded by the spirit of all the Pokemon that you were with over the years, you brought tears to every person who was born and who was raised on Pokemon. Yes. Ash Ketchum, Pikachu, especially you, Pikachu, because you you out here doing the thing. You took it out Pokemon left and right that you realistically shouldn't have. You took out a Latios uh, at the cost of yourself, but still. You took out demons, goats, legendaries in its own right. Gods. <laughs> Gods, even. And you did. And that time you fought against Ho and won. And you had Nurse Joy shook. Man, I don't I don't have to say anymore. Also, the fact that Pikachu many times could have evolved into a Raichu. But and didn't. Said, no. <laughs> You had to show two Raichus what was up. Lieutenant Surges and then that random trainer in Sinnoh. That episode had me shook it too. Ash Pikachu. You 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 were grown up among us. And I understand, Ash, why you used that wish from Ho to make yourself eternally young. Because of the fact that you knew we all needed to grow up with you. That we all needed that role model, that never give up attitude. You you showed us the Pokenendo. Yes. The 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 trainer's way. Yes. You are a real one. Pikachu, you're still the mascot of Pokemon to this day. You share well, it's you and Charizard. Both of y'all share that spot. Yep. And y'all goats to this day. And the fact of the matter is, I am saddened to see you go i'm saddened that this is the end that your journey has come to an end but at the same time i'm also happy yes. i'm so proud because you have accomplished your goal you have become the world's best the very best even that ever was no one ever was you are ash ketchum i would love to announce that you are him in the Pokemon world. So, sir. You taught us the power of friendship before we knew what anime was. Mm-hmm. I'm actually almost in tears right now. <laughs> man, I, and, I don't know how much longer I can go, man. And just with people that the mood of why we're giving this to them. So, starting in January of 2023, it's going to be the last 11 ap- episodes that Ash and Pikachu are going to be the main characters in. And then it's going to transition into a new uh, main character and no more of our our friends, no more of our childhood. Oh, and don't even get me started when you finally reunited with Butterfree. Oh, my God. (sighs) Yeah, having having us all in tears, my guy. I haven't watched Pokemon in like over 10 years until he won. And then I watched those episodes and I was like, hype. Bro, as soon as I saw Butterfree, tears just flowed from within me because I I remember that episode to this day. Bro, gotta find love. 
Yes. Get all your roses, guys. Just... Every last one of them. Black, white, red, blue, yellow. Every rose. Yes. You rightfully deserve it. Thank you so much for making our childhood real. Now we can grow up with you as well. And you're free. You can rest now. Yes. All right. So that I'm glad we had that. That took just a tonal shift from the out-of-pocketness that we were in as we reflected on two of our close friends that has brought us many other friends and brought many other people together throughout the years. So mm-hmm. from there, we're going to get into any recommendations that we have. I don't have any at all, but do you have something? Absolutely not. I'm just, I just want this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> so I just recommend Pokemon. <laughs> Actually, high key, I recommend like the Pokemon anime. Uh, I recommend the the games. Uh, games still goaded. I recommend uh, Pokemon Reborn, the fan made games. It's, it's goaded. Uh, I, I I recommend reading the manga Pokemon Adventures. I recommend a Pokemon. I recommend Pokemon Everything. My God, I recommend the trading card game. I recommend it all. Nice. And the Poke Rap. So. <laughs> Oh, yes. To this day, we still rap to it. If we wouldn't get sued, we'd play that to end out the show. But Mm -hmm. um, with that, let's get into our plugs and get up out of here. All right. So for our plugs, you know, we got ourselves the Instagram and Twitter at Blurred City 22. We got ourselves our Discord, which is linked in our Instagram page. Come join the community. You can experience more out-of-pocket suggestions like this in an out-of-pocket community. We got ourselves our YouTube channel as well as our Patreon, Blurred City Pod. That's where you can come in and uh, and give us a little bit of cheddar for some exclusive out-of-pocket content. Uh, hopefully less depressing than this episode. And, and you may be surprised at how even more out-of-pocket some of these episodes were. Uh, so with that, then we also have ourselves our email, BlurredCity22 at gmail.com. That's where you can... Uh, submit questions for our q a session please do that uh as we're going to be recording for that very very soon so and also that's where you can submit like uh fan suggestions come get your rose sessions uh giga freakouts as well as random fan theories so please come do that and then finally my personal page which is on tiktok at the rogue jedi 21 you can see a lot of voice acting from me as well as potentially more live action stuff as well so hey come check your boy out for extra content like that what about you for my instagram you can check out um, mitri underscore dash so m-e-t-r-i underscore d-a-s-h and for my twitter at the mad dash 16 and just for podcast purposes we're wrapping up our year um this is essentially our final main episode next week we're going to get a brief chucky tv series review along with a killer doll discussion the amount of editing that was needed to make sure that we have a part two season of this season uh was miraculous and then also as meach mentioned we're gonna have an ova mailbag so listener questions and then also a bigger discussion that i'm looking forward to having so looking forward to it i'm looking forward to just getting it popping off in the new year early on in the new year we're gonna have a 
lot of uh, just fun content before we get kind of bogged down with uh, movie reviews, which will hopefully be more exciting than this. So with that, uh, any words of encouragement? Uh, pretty much namely one, uh, don't be an idiot. Uh, do not allow, basically don't allow your own feelings and your own pride to essentially get in the way of something or allow you to do something that you know is probably not right to do and also consider the consequences for potentially your actions because your actions do not affect just you but it also affect others as well yes um for me sometimes it's okay to listen to your parents as unpopular and as uncool as that sounds sometimes it's okay to be unpopular and uncool uh so just going from there Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we hope you enjoy the new year. And we just like look forward to seeing you next week and the years that follow. So it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See you later.